getting everything arranged here. Excellent. Hey, it's my good friend, master distiller, Chris Morris, and we're talking about King of Kentucky and so many great things. And one of the things I want to be sure I mention as we start this interview here tonight, Chris, is it's been 25 years since the Woodford Reserve Distillery uh, has been open and since you have been with the brand. We celebrated that this week, so happy 25th to you well, and Woodford. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Very, very exciting news. Uh, what's, what's it been? 25 years. What's, I mean, it's, what's it been like? Oh, it's been uh, like a blink of an eye. It uh, seems like it was just yesterday and how we've expanded our family from our core, our wonderful Woods Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon to, as you know, adding double oaked Kentucky right. Straight Bourbon and then rye, malt, wheat, Master's Collection Distillery Series, Wood Reserve Baccarat, becoming the official, the first and only official bourbon of the Kentucky Derby. The list goes on and on. All that's occurred, and it seems, again, like the blink of an eye. And 25 years ago, I mean, you started with the Woodford. Uh, as you mentioned, it's so many accomplishments that no one's ever done that you all have been able to do. When you, when you think back and you think about those thoughts as you all opened Woodford, you know, would you have ever imagined how popular bourbon would have gotten? I mean, how does, as it, as it's oh, gotten more popular, how's, how's, what's, what's, what have been your thoughts? Well, that, that's a, a really interesting question because uh, when Brown Foreman, when the late Owsley Brown came up with the concept of what is now Woodford Reserve and put money behind it, um, you know, a lot of people thought he and Brown Foreman were crazy because bourbon was, in the midst of the long-term decline, uh, distilleries were closing. Um, bourbon wasn't cool anymore. Um, and to do what we did seemed like, again, to be the, the height of, 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 of craziness. And, <laughs> and it was, it was one of those turning points, right? The entry of Woodford Reserve into the world energized the bourbon industry set the signal that we're not done yet. And as a result, everybody started piling on and look at where we are today. So Wood Reserve played a significant role in what we now are all benefiting from, the resurgence and the popularity of bourbon whiskey, American whiskey in general. I mean, I'm thinking it must have been, if the thoughts were, hey, these people are, you know, slightly crazy, do they really know what's going to happen? There must have been, you know, and there still is uh, excitement, but there must have been some real excitement and like, hey, we're going to we're going to show the world what we can do here. I mean, that must have been fun to be back then to be a yeah. part of that kind of energy. It really was a lot of, you know, a lot of pride was involved. Uh, right. Kentuckians, our company, Brown Foreman, was founded on Old Forester in 1870. We're a Kentucky bourbon company but our very roots. Our headquarters are still in Kentucky and 151 years now, uh, a lot of pride and you know, it's part of our culture, part of our fabric, and we weren't going to give it up without a fight. Absolutely. And as we're, uh, as we're sipping on today, King of Kentucky, I mean, that goes back 14 years, which uh, is a little more than I guess half, half the life of the, uh, of the 25 we're celebrating, um, slightly more than half the life. Was there a, was there a point 
that uh, that you can like like an event, a moment, a story, uh, something where you look back and said, "Ooh, something is different here." This, as we call it, the boom or the revolution. What was that? What was that point where you realized that hey, things are really getting a lot better? Well, um, there's a lot of points, but one thing really sticks in my mind is when we introduced at at uh, Derby the, the one thousand dollar mint julep program from Wolf Reserve to raise money for charity, and that was still when bourbon was declining. We hadn't turned the corner, but there was interest, definitely interest, and. $1,000 mint juleps got us a spot on Saturday Night Live, of course, ridiculing us uh, in Churchill Downs. You know, what's next? $100 hot dogs. But like, wow, when you get on Saturday Night Live with a mint julep, that says people are watching. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's good. So they were making some jokes about it. And uh, and and all of a sudden you realized yes. the words out there. Yes. They probably even helped you sell a few more that year. Oh, maybe they did. Maybe they did. <laughs> that is uh, that is so cool. Well, a big congrats to you all. We can't wait to see what the next 25 uh, look like. And again, uh, the bourbon we are tasting today is the King of Kentucky. Uh, love, show us that bottle. Yeah, I got a great sample here. Uh, I'm thrilled to be tasting King of Kentucky here with you. A single barrel. Uh, it's been several years you all have been doing this one. This one is... Big on flavor. Uh, it's it's very old. Single barrels. Uh, beautiful proof. Uh, what are we What are we tasting here? This one actually. This is a really. This is now. I have batch seven. Um, the proof depends on the bottling. One twenty five to one thirty five. I think what I have is one thirty. This is amazing. Tell us about this. Yeah. So this is um, um, the King of Kentucky, and that's not us bragging that this is the 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 king of Kentucky bourbons. We'd like to, we'd like to think so, but that's not where the name comes from. I got one of our horse racing prints behind me. This brand dates back to 1886 and it was named after the sport of Kings right. horse racing. So this was created by a gentleman, um, long gone, of course, um, who had a distillery and it went out of business during prohibition, um, Another brand uh, owner took it over. And in 1936, Brown Foreman purchased the trademark King of Kentucky. Mm. And we kept it alive for many years, but retired it in the late 1960s, early 1970. The date's not exact. So uh, it was a, a good old horse. It, it, it was rolled for a long time and put away to pasture. We brought it back out of pasture. And uh, but in a new configuration, it was never a single barrel. It was never right. as heavily matured as this new version is. But it's bringing back a little bit of our 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 history, which is fun and ties in with our love of horse racing, of course. And uh, it is a single barrel, as you note, Tom. So yes. the taste notes that you and I can share this morning, because I'm going to be tasting out of the, the same little sample bottle that you received through our media kit. Um, every single barrel tastes different, right? Every single barrel will have a different proof presentation. You noted the range. You might have 130.3, 129.8. We, we have the proof of that individual barrel handwritten on the bottle on the label, of course. And, uh, and that's why it's a little tar hard to talk about the flavors of individual single barrels. 
and we have actually two production dates. So they're not all from the same production date. Okay. Um, the, these are, they're very close. They're just a, 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 about two weeks apart. Um, these barrels are either from December the 6th of 2006 or December the 18th of 2006. So again, okay. that 12 day uh, separation from back in 2006. Um, the grain recipe is um, is 79% corn, 18%, I'm sorry, 11% rye and 10% malted barley. So we have um, uh, uh, more of a corn forward, uh, it's our most corn forward bourbon recipe. And a, a proprietary strain of yeast as you would expect from Brown Foreman, so live yeast culture and barrels made at our own Brown Foreman cooperage. Um, so it's um, it's a big bold whiskey, as you noted before we yeah. we we went live here. This is um, this is this, this is big. Barrel. This is huge. Cheers yeah. and cheers to the King of Kentucky and cheers to you, Chris, Thank and all you've you. done. This is beautiful. Again, this is a, around 130 proof, uh, and you know immediately while there is a strong you know very strong nose as I'm sipping on it as well. You know, it, to me, it drinks. It drinks lower. I mean, it's you can tell it has proof, but it drinks much lower than 130 proof. There would be some bourbons that I would have at 130 proof that would be, you know, extremely hot. This isn't. This drinks, though. Though I'm sure the, the suggestion could be you could add water, ice to it. This drinks lower. Why is this, in your opinion, why is this drinking so much lower? Well, I think it's very typical of our Brown Foreman family, Woodford Old Forester and king of Kentucky is the fact that we make our barrels. Right. And again, that's, as you know, very special. Right. And we, we age our wood out of doors for lengthy periods of time, which helps remove some of the acidity, the tannins, which gives our barrels a nice, uh, our whiskey's a nice smooth character. Right. We also toast our barrels prior to charring, which helps elevate the, the formation of sugars, which will caramelize in the in the charring process, and that sugar also helps solve soften the impact of, of alcohol uh, on the palate. So we we do certain things um, uh, that others don't, and plus we heat cycle our warehouses. Right. These barrels were all stored at the Brown Foreman Distiller in Shively, Kentucky, and brick warehouses built to be heated in the winter, and that. Continual maturation. Again, the breathing as we expand and contract the barrel through the heating and cooling of the warehouses really helps develop a lot of viscosity, richness, fruit notes, everything that counters that sharpness you would expect from either barrel acid or the ethanol uh, hit itself. Beautiful lingers on this too. I mean, as I'm tasting it, that sweetness from the corn comes through, but the sweetness is so well balanced uh, by the barrel. And of course, a little bit higher corn um, recipe for those of you that love Woodford, just like me, a little higher corn recipe. So some of those corn forward, beautiful candied caramel corn notes, but also with that age, just something so delicate, uh, elegant. It really goes a lot of places. And again, the linger, it's a, it's a long, long finish. Yes, it is. And I, and I also get a lot of nice, rich fruit character. And that's from that long maturation, the heat cycle maturation. And uh, 
But those, it's those, very special. Those big sweet aromatic notes are huge, yeah. real rich. Yeah, it's one. It's, it is. This is one that's just fun to to nose for a while. And again, for those of you that are watching, uh, take a moment, like this video, share it, comment down below if you've tried King of Kentucky, or or tell us what your favorite Brown Foreman or Woodford um, bourbon might be. If you're saying, "Hey, maybe I haven't seen this bottle before. I've only heard about it." Well, this is this is fairly limited production. There's only 2,700 bottles on this production. This is this is pretty rare to find, right? It is, and um, uh, with the exception of a few small shipments out of state, most stays in Kentucky. It's our yeah. our thanks to the bourbon consumers of Kentucky that right. got us that kept us going all those years, you know, when, right. when, bur when bourbon was on decline, thank goodness, Kentuckians stayed with us. And we really, right. uh, Brown Foreman likes to keep a lot of our, of, a lot of a ratio of whatever we make here in the Commonwealth as a thank you. Right. Absolutely. Very special. You can find a few other places, but, uh, mainly in Kentucky. And again, this was laid down in 2006, so uh, you're thinking back on that, Chris, you're thinking back to 2006, still slightly before really things were beginning to pick up then. But again, this is a bourbon you can say was laid down still when things really hadn't started. Uh, the bourbon boom, as we know it, hadn't exactly started back up. Right? No, in fact, uh, 2006 was about when the curve downward flattened. So we, we were in no form or fashion in a boom, that's for sure. <laughs> It's fun. It's actually, you know, to think about as I was asking you, you know, what your thoughts were uh, back then and as we've as we've um, as we progress. But to think about this bourbon itself, uh, if it it's you know, it, it had no thought of bourbon ever of it becoming probably 14 years old. I mean, this wasn't likely laid down oh, to age yes. for 14 years. was Yeah, it? absolutely not. We uh, Brown Foreman. Um, through our long history have never really advocated age statements. We, we like to ch select barrels and bottle when the flavor has to, to, to our palates reached a peak of perfection and out it goes. And certainly with the heat cycling process that we go through, um, long aged whiskeys don't do well in that type of environment because right. they're evaporating quite quickly, uh, from, from the uh, from the barrel, and uh, you know we're getting we're getting barrels of of King that have one case of whiskey in them. Wow. One case of whiskey. From a financial standpoint, under the old models, that's crazy. That's but, yeah, that is. That but is. We're, we're doing this because we have really uh, monitored these barrels. We've reserved them as they get older. We winnow them out, and these are very special. Very, very special. And, yes. Uh, and that's that's why you're not going to mm. see much older barrels from us than this, just because the heat cycling will not allow that. So the oldest barrels that might be, whether it's this recipe or other recipes, might be 14, 15, but in your warehouses, you don't have anything much beyond 15. Correct. Correct. Do you, do you remember that the oldest one you've ever tasted from your warehouse? Would it be about 15, 16? What would it be, you think? Uh, I did... Uh, uh, I hit some 17 year olds um, and uh, uh, highest proofs I've ever encountered. Uh, one barrel I remember was 180.1 proof. The wow. other was 180.2 or so. Um, 
there was very little liquid left in the barrels. It was absolutely undrinkable. It, uh, it was destroyed, was not used. Um, but uh, yeah, those that was a good illustration of where you need to pick those barrels as they go forward. You don't want it to go much past this 1415, yeah. but here it's something so, so special and something so unique for uh, for those of us that, that get to try it, something so beautiful. And I, I, I really, I think it's such a great example of that older, uh, an older bottling of what that mash bill can be. It's something so unique. And again, if you can find a bottle or if you ever get a chance to try this uh, at, um, at a bar or restaurant, definitely try this. You said some of these would only hit, would it be a 12 bottle case? You would get a 12 bottle case out of one barrel or would it be a six? Six. 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 Oh, even six. So that yes. we're talking about very little. Very, very little. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's something so unique. King of Kentucky. Uh, it's, it was released September, late September, early October. For the most part, you can, you can find it. If you can find it, look for it now, right? Yes. Yes. It should be. Should be. Uh, I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's, hopefully it's, it's, found uh, it's it's found. It's hopefully it's found the place to all those that'll enjoy it. And again, look for the other King of Kentuckys. You'll be doing it every year as a limited release. Uh, so many other great releases uh, from from Woodford, as we mentioned, the rye, the wheat, the malt, the bourbon, the double oak. I love those. And next month, uh, we can't tell you too much yet, but next month we'll be seeing the. Um, special collection you do every year right yes the master's collection will have its That's annual collection. release uh and it will be another unique whiskey yeah can't can't tell you what it is yet but uh we, we're pretty excited about this one. Oh yes yes it's uh it's it's going to uh i'm sure shake shake some things up but uh we <laughs> we expect that and, and look forward to it it's going to shake some things up. Be watching Bourbon Blog. We'll bring Chris back on when the uh, Masters Collection comes out. We'll taste that. But uh, Chris, again, congrats on 25 years. Uh, big congrats to you on and you and Woodford and the Brown Foreman family. And congrats on King of Kentucky. It's the single barrel. Be looking for it. Uh, beautiful proof. What we're drinking at it is 130 proof. It will range between is it 125 and 135 right around yeah, there. That's the range we file with the federal government. So little individual barrels will be in, in that range. Right around there. When you're drinking higher proof bourbons, um, what's your I mean, I guess it would depend on, on the actual recipe, but what's a proof that you just like in general? If there's a higher proof, is there a higher proof that you tend to aim for when you're just sipping yourself? Well, I again uh this is a great example of where this is a, re a response to a range of consumers who right. want high proof. Right. And so to make, to make that market niche, um, uh, uh, Brown Formula represented possible, we have King of Kentucky and we have Woodford Reserve batch proof. Right. I prefer not to drink at this high proof. Okay. We sample, we sample barrels at this high proof, but I much prefer the 90 to 100 proof range, right. um, which is what bourbon was historically presented at. And there's a reason right. for it. It's much more drinkable. So for a high proof like this, outside of a couple of sips uh, that you and I are sharing, I, I'll put an ice cube in, in this. So Have an ice cube, let it, let it do its thing. Yes. Are you are you are you surprised in some ways that higher proof bourbons have become the last uh, two or three four years more popular? I mean that they really I mean I guess they really have from what we've seen. 
Uh, yeah, of course, it's a it's a to a small audience. Uh, and I'm not surprised because uh, single malt scots, uh, scotch has had high proof or cast strength for years. Right. And so then there's a whiskey segment out there that has long uh, appreciated this. And, and now we're in that game as well. Now you're in it and we can try it with King of Kentucky. And uh, again, Chris, so good to see you tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Hopefully you I'll see you in person soon for a sip. And uh, congratulations on this release, my friend. Okay, thank you so much. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, Chris. And thanks, everybody, for watching. Cheers.